You're listening to the Sports Scramble Podcast, where four friends serve up a weekly plate of sports with a side of SEC bias. Now, here are your hosts, Chet, Jacob, Wade, and Tyler. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to this week's episode of the Sports Scramble Podcast, Memorial Day edition. Started off with a thank you to all the troops and those who have served and were fallen. We uh, we honor this day for you, Memorial Day. Uh, nice. It's not just a nice day off of work, it's a day of remembrance. So I want to start that off by saying thank you for your service. And Tyler and Wade are with me this week. How, how's y'all's uh, holiday weekend going? Going well. Got some... Much needed beach time in and um, just enjoying a beautiful world out there and uh, getting some sun. So nothing in terms of sports for me yet. Might hit some golf balls after the show, though. So stay me tuned. Too. I'm with you on that. And I might actually go play golf after the show. I don't know. I haven't decided yet. We'll see how hot it gets out here. In These Texas. midday shows allow for that, you know. <laughs> exactly. We, we did it early show since Futch had to work. But Futch, once again, MIA. Buddy, if you're listening, we still love you. You can come back anytime you want. Uh, got a, you know, got some uh, kind of variety for the show today, but a lot of it's going to be centered around college baseball. So Tyler, why don't you kick us off with uh, the top? Yeah, you can list them all. Sixteen host sites. List sixteen host sites. All right, I'll try to see if I can off, off the dome. Or, okay, the top, top, top head, eight, top eight national seeds. I'll make yeah, it do the yeah. eight national seeds. <laughs> yeah, we'll do the top eight national seeds. We'll keep it as that. Uh, since we're SEC bias, uh, I'll also do the SEC host and also name out all the other teams that are in. So, top eight national seeds. Number one is Wake Forest. Number two is Florida. Number three, Arkansas. Four is Clemson. Five is LSU. Six, Vanderbilt. Seven, Virginia. And eight is Stanford. Your other SEC host is 12-seed Kentucky, 13-seed Auburn, 15-seed South Carolina, 16-seed Alabama. So in total, SEC gets eight of this top 16, which is just insane. That breaks the record. We had a couple of times where the conference had seven, so now this is the first time we have eight. And then two SEC teams will hit the road. Tennessee, they're going to be in the Clemson Regional, while Texas A&M, We'll travel all the way to West Coast and Palo Alto to wow. face Stanford and the Stanford Regional. I didn't realize they had to go all the way out there. That kind of sucks for them, but you know, they, I mean, that <laughs> not really regional. Yeah, I was. I'm kind of shocked to see Vanderbilt as the sixth seed after winning the SEC. Uh, but I guess you know the top teams like Florida, Arkansas, and LSU played so good during the regular season that Vanderbilt winning it didn't really matter. But I, it probably boosted them into. Host or at least being a top eight seed, maybe before the SEC tournament, they wouldn't have been considered that. Um, like you said, SEC top, you know, they got eight of the 16 uh, host sites. People are mad about that, but hey, when you win, you win. So suck it up. I mean, if you want to host more sites, just get better at playing baseball. What's your take on that, Wade? Yeah, I mean, I think that it's a long season and you can't just look at what happened this weekend or the last couple of weekends. You got to look back at when a team like South Carolina was in contention for the number one seed. I mean, that they were playing some really good baseball, so they snag a, a seed. And then, um, you know, a team like Texas A&M, they get rewarded for being a, a two seed after having a really good weekend as well. And then you see teams right where you'd expect them, um, Arkansas, Florida, LSU, kind of top five all season. So no surprise there. I, I would have given Vanderbilt the nod. 
at number four or five ahead of LSU. Um, but just, you know, just for winning the conference tournament, if we're going to have them, I think we should make them count for something. Uh, I would be in favor of expanding upon the SEC tournament whenever Oklahoma and Texas do join and, and let everybody play all 16 teams and do it over the final two weeks of the regular season or the the last week of the regular season and then the traditional Hoover weekend and maybe, I don't know, make it into some round robin event over two weeks so that everybody could rest and, and play more games and um, really try to truly generate an SEC champ. That's a good point, but I don't know how much the NCAA has say into – like what week these tournaments are, how many teams you can technically have in. I mean, I don't know the amount of teams in the other conferences off the top of my head, but I would imagine having, well, we have 12 in the SEC. So, I mean, 10 teams in there right now is a good bit. And then you leave out the two. Um, I don't know. it, But, it. I mean, the SEC is probably the most competitive conference. I mean, yeah, like you said, Tyler, beginning of the show, SEC bias over here. But the numbers don't lie. I mean, you got half of the host sites are SEC teams. I mean, I'm pretty sure – for the majority of the season, you know, eight, 10 of the SEC teams were in the top 25. Uh, of course, you had Ole Miss and Mississippi State win it back-to-back years. Both of them suck this year, but that's just, you know, that's baseball. Uh, but I'm. do you think if Texas A&M would have won the SEC, beat Vanderbilt uh, on Sunday, that they would be hosting over someone like Alabama? No, I don't think so. Don't because think so? ahead of the tournament, they were a number three seed. I think that Alabama honestly got shafted, in my opinion. There's no way that they should be the number 16 national seed. I think that they could have been either 12 or 13 right where Kentucky and Auburn is. At the start of the season, you wouldn't even thought of it, but ever since they got rid of their head coach, I didn't even really think that they had a chance of betting against them. Yeah, uh, I think give them five wins back. <laughs> give yeah, them five wins back. <laughs> yeah. If I'm yeah, him, but- I'm betting on Alabama money line for the rest of the season now. <laughs> Yeah, really. Uh, but, you know, Alabama, you look at it, they have the metrics. They have a top 10 RPI. Uh, so I think that's really the only gripe that I had. Uh, another one, having Stanford at eight, I thought that Stanford would be over Virginia. But honestly, in the end, if you're a top eight national seed, it doesn't matter. And then some of the other arguments you had uh, was Indiana State uh, being a national seed. You know, we saw a lot of people griping for, for Campbell with their metrics. The Campbell's. And also Southern Miss hosting as well for winning the Sun Belt, which is one of the honestly could be the, the by far the best outside of the Power Five, if you want to call it that. And they don't really call it Power Five in, in college baseball. But the Sun Belt, if you look at it, they got four seeds in the tournament, especially with Louisiana. And you got Coastal right up there. They're the number 10 national seed uh, as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited for this tournament to get going. I think that. We're going to, I could potentially see, a, you know, another Ole Miss uh, happening again. I, I love Tennessee's draw at the Clemson Regional. I think that, uh, you know, Clemson's one of the hottest teams in the country. Don't get me wrong. You know, they won 16 straight, uh, but Tennessee has all of the weapons and the pitching to get through that as well. And another team I'm looking at as well is Iowa. Uh, I believe I would have to pull up the bracket here, uh, but they're in the Indiana State Regional. And they're paired up with Arkansas. So I think that Iowa also has the pitching staff uh, to really carry them far if they get past Indiana State. And if Arkansas gets past uh, their regional, I could see Iowa giving Arkansas fits in the Super Regional as well. So those are two of the two seeds uh, that I'm eyeing on. Well, regionals start this upcoming weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Let's get into LSU's regional. You got LSU number one, Oregon State number two, 
Sam Houston State, number three. Tulane, number four. Tulane got in there by the uh, – what's the saying? The, the tip of their – I know the, the inappropriate one, so we'll yeah. say the skin of their teeth. There you go. That's what I was looking for, the skin of their teeth. <laughs> Finishing 19 and 40 on the season, but they won the, uh, they're in the American Conference, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They won the American Conference Championship. So kudos to them. LSU did face them earlier in the year, beat them in a midweek game. We've also faced Sam Houston State in the Carbach, uh, Round Rock, uh, Invitational, beat them as well. Oregon State, old foes. LSU seems to play Oregon State. You know, we probably played them like three out of the past five years. Uh, so we should be used to seeing these the guys. Year we didn't. We went to Oregon. So. Exactly. So they like to put us up in the Northwest, but shaping up to be a good regional. Uh, I think we all probably think, you know, LSU is going to get out of it. Uh, but say we'll, we'll put bias aside besides LSU. Who's your who's your shot at getting out of the Baton Rouge regional, Tyler? Uh, I think it's, uh, you know, it's a toss up, honestly, between Oregon State uh, and Sam Houston State. Both of those clubs uh, can rake. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if Sam Houston State uh, comes out of this regional, but I just have to give it to Oregon State. I think that I would have to give it to their pitching more of it. I know that Tulane, uh, you know, they're playing good baseball as of now, uh, but they're 19 and 40 for a reason. Uh, you know, their pitching staff has been up and down all season, uh, but their offense is uh, coming along there. Uh, but for LSU side, I've already said this. Uh, teams have pitched uh, backwards all season. Well, I think this is the time where LSU now needs to pitch backwards. Go Thatcher Heard game one. Hopefully you can win that one, and then you're set up uh, for Paul Skeens to face the winner of Sam Houston State and Oregon State. And you would feel pretty good about your chances with Skeens on the mound. If you win that one, you face off, uh, you know, put Ty Floyd on the mound, and hopefully you can win that one. So winning game one is good. honestly feels like a must win because if LSU goes in the loser's bracket, that's where you could get knocked out of your own regional. So I feel like the regional – is like the round that LSU fans are probably more scared about than the Super Regional because Super Regional, you, you know, Skeens game one, you feel good about that, and then you go to Floyd and then probably Hurd or whoever, maybe just throw a bullpen game and you would maybe see Skeens come back in a bullpen game, you know, if it comes down to that. Uh, but a regional play, you can't get into the loser's bracket, especially with how the bullpen has been. And honestly, we've already seen the guys uh, who can't do it, so Christian Little, and, you know, we saw Sam Dutton. Dutton. Might as well not Neither one of them should touch the field. Oh. You're not pitching. You should not be even be on the mound in postseason play because, you know, you given, Jay Johnson has given them time and time again. They just can't figure it out. So you got to just scrap those guys and go with the guys, you know, that have been dominating in the SEC tournament. So I think if push comes to shove and we're relying on the bullpen and we've pitched everybody and it's Sam Dutton and Christian Little coming up, you say, hey, Dylan, come out of center field. You're pitching. Let's see what you got on the mound. <laughs> I mean, he might be able to throw strikes better than the two of them can. So, Wade, who's your pick besides LSU to make it out of the Baton Rouge Regional? Uh, I got to give it to the to the prestige, um, you know, factor going with Oregon State just because this is a – program that is accustomed to making the postseason they're not accustomed to being a two seed um they're no, usually, they're usually hosting. Yeah, yeah yeah so this is uh unfamiliar territory for them um i don't paul casey is not their coach anymore right they have a new no no new guy. He yeah he's uh he yeah called. pat casey retired yeah yeah think, wasn't he the oldest coach in college baseball history when he retired like yeah, or the most yeah, winning. Well, the Rice the Florida coach State was. coach was still coaching like with him as well. So up until yeah, that point, Flor yeah. yeah, it was Florida State is who I was thinking Mike of. Martin. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Mike Martin. We almost poached uh, 
Casey out of retirement to come to LSU before we hired Jay Johnson. But I, I like the hire that we we picked. But um, yeah, I think Oregon State has been there, done that. Maybe not these specific guys, but they got people in the locker room and on campus there. It's that program culture. Know what it's about. Yeah, yeah. Um, my pick, just because I'm an underdog fan, I'm going to say Tulane. If, if, oh if LSU doesn't get out of it, it's because Tulane beat them game one. And uh, I, I'm just going underdog. Something about the underdogs in the postseason. I mean, they got nothing to lose. They're laying it on the line. They won their, their t- conference tournament. So, I mean, it, they're just cool lucky to, to not be on a bus heading to Winston-Salem to play exactly. Wake Forest. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, one thing Jay Johnson said in his post uh regional announcement interview or i guess you could call it that the seat the announcement show um he said to the media i will not be giving any injury updates or pitching updates throughout the postseason so don't even i think he's uh channeling his inner nick saban when the i forget what the who the interviewer was skip bertman went on the baseball field screw nick saban on this is Uh, skip i know i'm just saying that uh because he doesn't know his strategy with the pitchers (laughs) true but the injuries i think has been getting on his nerves lately um because they keep asking about tommy white they sat him for for rest i i mean why he's playing so you can just stop asking that no, I don't think it was an injury at all. I truly think it was a disciplinary action because you saw. I his think reaction. that they were just ready to go home at that point. <laughs> well, you saw his reaction after he uh, popped out to end the game against Arkansas with the bases loaded or runners in scoring position. He was not happy, and I think Jay pulled him aside and said, "Look, that's not going to happen. You're not playing tomorrow." And it impacted the team, and maybe he'll learn from it. Um, but yeah, I, I like Johnson's approach. I mean, you're trying to you're trying to win playoff games at this point. Like, yep. Just it doesn't matter who's injured. Who's injured is injured, and if they can play, they can play. That's about it. And then pitching, who knows? He probably, like you said, Wade. He probably didn't even know who he's going to pitch yet. So um, this Baton Rouge Regionals paired up with the Lexington Kentucky Regional, um, so it potentially could be two SEC teams in the Super Regional in Alex Fox Stadium if all goes well for us. So that's our uh, college baseball. We're going to pair that with segment that we haven't had in a minute. But who got that dog in? Who got that dog in them? Brought to you by our friends over at Fanatics. Uh, if you can head on over to fanatics.93n6tx.net slash sports scramble. They're having a big Memorial Day sale, 65% off. Um, help support the brand. Get your stuff to help support your teams for the, the regionals. Um, NBA finals are happening. You got the NFL coming back in a couple weeks. College football is back in like 95 days. So help us out. Help out the brand. Go on over to Fanatics. I'll put it up on the screen here. Fanatics.93n6tx.net slash sports scramble. Get all of your gear. So who got that dog in them? Tyler, I'll let you start it off. Who's your pick? Yeah, I'm going to go for the MLB. I haven't done one from this uh, association league. I know that Wade has been on the streak with it, uh, but I'm going to steal a page out of his book. I'm just going to be biased this whole show, I think. I'm just going to go to the Braves. I'm going to go Matt Olson. Yeah, he hit two long bombs uh, against the Philadelphia Phillies uh, in prime time on Sunday night baseball as uh, both teams got the split. Matt Olson's off to a really good start. I could have gone with Acuna, but that's kind of a boring pick. Uh, so I'll go uh, Matty O. Matty O got that dog in a way. Who you got? All right, I'm going to go with the Tulane baseball team. I mean, I like we it. just highlighted it. They're 18 and 43, I think. So 
to not even get the 20 wins um, after out now. <laughs> pretty crazy. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to give it to, to Tulane. I hope that I'm not giving it to them next week. Uh, I agree with you. I'm not doing LSU, a show. Dog pile at, at the box. But, uh, yeah, Tulane baseball for now. Um, pretty good story. I mean, not even close to having a winning record. I mean, if they were like – 35 and 40 that would be one thing but uh 19 and 40 and you got to think about it before their their uh conference tournament they were probably what 14 and 40 i mean yeah they had to play from like the elimination yeah single elimination game in their tournament on monday morning to to now so uh you know who knows winning and winning on it when it counts we saw fresno state win it as a three seed um kind of as a mid-major we saw Ole Miss when it is a three seed last year I mean different caliber program so crazy things can happen come this time yeah I definitely agree with you it's postseason baseball you gotta watch out uh mine is a future dog and when this episode released we'll know if it actually paid off or not but I'm going Jimmy Butler to take down the Celtics in game seven tonight uh, he's gonna edit it to say Jason Tatum if uh the Celtics yeah, yeah <laughs> if, the poll might either say Tatum or Butler Yes, if the Celtics win, you could put Tatum on the pole, Tyler. But I'm going Jimmy Butler. Derek White for his tipping. Yes, we'll get to that in a second. But I think Jimmy Butler, I think he's going to have a big game. Um, I'm going with 35 points tonight um, for, the Celt- for the Heat to take down the Celtics in advance to the finals. So you mentioned uh, Derek White and his tipping. Let's get into the NBA Finals matchup. Of course, the Nuggets swept the Lakers, beat LeBron 4-0. I watched the end of that game uh, 4 I was intrigued. I mean, I thought the Lakers were going to pull it off, but then Jokic is just throwing up shots from all over the court. Somebody tweeted, he looks like he's playing basketball in flip-flops. And after seeing that, it makes total sense. He's just hobbling around, and then he kind of steps back and just chucks the ball, and it goes in the hoop. Um, And, of course, he's a presence on defense. So the Nuggets feel like they've had an eternity off. I think they've had a week so far since they last played. So uh, we'll see how that factors into the into yes, That's the, uh, the pros and cons of a sweep. You, you know, exactly. you don't have to be sweating out like these two teams in the Eastern Conference, but also it's like a long layoff. So uh, yeah. you're going to have to get back to, you know, your hot streak that you're on. Right. And, I mean, it was looking like the Heat were going to sweep the uh, Celtics, but Jim, uh, Jason Tatum had something to say about that. And now it's a 3-3 going to Game 7 tonight. It's uh, May 29th, so when you listen to this on Wednesday, you'll know it's who It's going to be won. over. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's 3-3 going back to Boston. I mean, the are the Heat going to choke it away, Tyler, and Celtics are going back to the NBA Finals? Yeah, I think it's pretty much a done deal for the Heat. And I know I, I think it's funny. I'm seeing all these uh, videos popping up of the Heat fans thinking that it was over. You know, the wedding video. Yes, was the that was one. They had, like all their flags are celebrating the confetti's going everywhere. And they're like, wait, hold up. The game's not over. The Celtics won. Uh, so oh, I think man. that the Heat's pretty much over. This has given me, you know, the last time that we saw a Miami team up a 3-0. You know, this is giving me Boston, New York Yankees vibes, you know, yeah. The Red Sox were the first MLB team to come back for a 3-0 deficit. I think that the, the Celtics would do the same thing. Uh, so I think it ends, especially at TD Garden. That's a tough place to play. I know that the Celtics uh, have been a little bit kind of on the edge whenever it comes down to the final five minutes of the game. Their offense continues to, to slow down. So that could definitely be a concern if this game comes down to the wire. Uh, but I'm going Celtics. I think that they get the job done. They come back from the 3-0 lead. 
And the Heat are going to be channeling some 28 to 3 vibes uh, when they mm. choke this 3 0 lead. <laughs> I, I see what you're saying. And Wade, who are you picking, Celtics or Heat? Uh, I got to stick with my original pick uh, with the Heat facing off against the Nuggets. I want to prove you guys that I do have some NBA knowledge and yeah. that I'm right. So, yeah, I need the Heat to come through for me because I've been like waiting to send a text for a week now that I'm right. <laughs> and I had a graphic, but each time I have to like adjust it and put another loss in the column for the Heat. So uh, Denver made it nice and easy with the 4-0 sweep. I would love it for the Heat to come through. Ultimately, though, I think, uh, you know, if I'm Denver, I want the Heat to win because I, I think their luck will run out. But if we have the Celtics and the Nuggets, I don't really know who would take that. I mean, the Celtics would seemingly be the hot team with the momentum like you guys are saying and the and Denver would have not played in about you know eight days or something so I think that would be the better matchup but uh Denver is definitely sitting there hoping that Miami wins well if we're all wrong and uh you know Denver comes out and just destroys the the championship feel free to DM us and tell us we know nothing about sports um but I'm taking the heat I think Jimmy Butler is just prime for these type of games. I mean, he's a superstar for a reason. I'd like to see my boy Tyler Hero come off the bench if he can get somewhat healthy. But I think they said if they make it to the championship, he will be able to. He'll be clear to play then. Um, I mean, it's just the Heat were three zero, and then the Celtics have tied it. Basically, they went three zero. We'll see if they can pull off the reverse sweep. Uh, but I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna be a tight matchup. Um, the, I, if, the Heat are up. I think the Celtics will come back and win um, because they seem to, their offense seems to play better when they're down and their backs are against the wall. So we'll see. Um, of course, when the show comes out on Wednesday, you'll know who wins. But we'll get to another Game 7. We got the Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars. I'm sorry, it'll be Game 6 tonight um, with the Knights leading 3-2 in the Stanley Cup playoffs. The way, do you think your Stars are going to pull it off? You're our, you're our honorary Dallas fan. <laughs> I did. I watched um, two of the games in this series actually the two of the stars won so they better hope i'm turning on the tv for that um game seven so they can pull the series back uh their way and um i don't know i think it's one of those things if the heat does it then the stars i mean if the celtics do it then the stars can't like we're not gonna see two comebacks like that in one year uh i don't care you if it's know. different it's sports. sports you it never is know different sports but just odds. Mathematics is the same yeah. across all sports. <laughs> well, we so, know the, the Panthers have clinched their spot. They they were the big underdogs. I think it doesn't even Bruins. matter if the Knights or the Stars win. The Panthers, just give them the trophy. Panthers are They're the team of destiny. Well, you got Butch Kepka coked up from the stands <laughs> watching them. So he's, uh, he's I'm going to go Vegas, in. though, on that. <laughs> okay, you think Vegas is going to pull off Tyler? Vegas or, or the Stars? Yeah, it's intriguing uh, to pick the Stars right now because they have the momentum on their side. I kind of like how the Celtics are. If they get it to 3-3, then I, I might be on the Stars. Uh, but I think that the Knights, uh, I just got to give it to them. I always pull for these expansion teams, uh, so I'm going to give it to the Knights. But like I said, it doesn't matter who comes for this series. I just feel like the Panthers are just a team of destiny. They were the one of the last wildcard teams uh, to get in. They're the last team in. Now they're probably going to be the last team out. Uh, so. If I have an early pick, I'm going to go Panthers over Golden Knights uh, in the Stanley Cup final. Miami okay. and uh, Las Vegas in the championship. That's going to be a, a fun two party series. Yeah, yeah, two party sure. cities. Potentially the Heat as well going at the same time. Do they share an arena? They mm. might. No, they don't. Okay. So they'll. I think like 
Florida's, if I'm correct, they're like in Sunrise, Florida. Uh, and the Burbs. Yeah. 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 Uh, well, I'm I'm picking Panthers and Stars because I want the two because we got big golf guys that are fans of Dallas and we got big golf guys that are fans of, of the Panthers. So we'll have the golf matchup. Um, basically, Scotty Scheffler first, Brooks Kepka in the golf golfers world. Uh, but of course, if we had our residential hockey guy on the show, he could tell us who he thinks is going to win between uh, the Knights and the Stars. But should be uh, some interesting matchups. We'll see if it goes to a game seven, which I imagine would be on Wednesday night if Dallas wins. Since yeah. game six is tonight, give him a day off to travel. Um, what else we got? We got some NFL news. DeAndre Hopkins was released by the Cardinals. Doesn't come as a shocker to much. He wanted to play with Kyler until he got there and realized, what the hell? I is wouldn't this? want him either. Kyler yeah. Murray, I'm done with you in fantasy. Exactly. So um, he did go on a podcast and release five names of quarterbacks he wants to potentially play with. Those are Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, and Justin Herbert. Um, out of those five, Tyler, where do you think D-Hop ends up? Hmm, that's interesting. So what was the five quarterbacks again? <laughs> Basically, you got the Bills, the Eagles, the Chiefs, the Ravens, and the Chargers. I mean, five teams. For him to really be like the wide receiver one if he wanted to, it would obviously be the Ravens since, you know, they have right. uh, Rashad Bateman who can't really stay healthy on the field. He has shown uh, some spurts as well. OBJ is also coming off of injury, so that just feels like the injury department over there. So I'm going to go Chiefs. I mean, I, I mean, if he like, really wants to be with a GM that knows what he's doing, it's Kansas City. The Chiefs are, have been rolling the past couple of years as well, and they're contenders as well. I mean, they're pretty much either going to be in the AFC Championship game every year or going to be in the Super Bowl every year. And Why not pit, play with Patrick Mahomes? I know that would yeah. be a boring pick, uh, but a sleeper team, I think. Uh, I think that D-Hop ultimately will go to Dallas. I think that he joins forces, uh, pairs up with C.D. Land. They got Brandon Cooks in the offseason. Uh, so out of those uh, top five QBs, I'll go Chiefs. But outsider, I think that Dallas with their okay. – Loads of money that they have with Jerry Jones. I think that D-Hop uh, will go to Dallas. But a, you want a sleepy pick? I think that he could reunite and go to back to Carolina. Re, wait, what? Reunite? Well, with he's from South, South Carolina. Oh, yeah, I see. I Carolina. see. Okay, I was confused there. I was like, Deshaun <laughs> Watson plays for Cleveland. What are you talking about? Um, no. Wade, which team in the NFL you think it would extremely like booster their Super Bowl chances if they were to sign DeAndre Hopkins? I think it's got to be the Buffalo Bills. I mean, the AFC is loaded. We've seen Aaron Rodgers come into their division. I mean, I think it's pretty much a lock. The Super Bowl champ will come out of the AFC for, I don't know, this year and maybe the, the near future. So if they want to compete with the Bengals and the Chiefs, I mean, I think they need to get more weapons. I don't know if adding Dalton Kincaid is enough. I think you go get somebody that can really – take some of the heat off of uh, Stefan Diggs and they would complement each other. Well, I don't know if he'll go up there though. He kind of seems to be a ego guy needs to be in the, the sun. Yeah, think or whatever, he, might be, so. he, he might need to be the number one guy, not necessarily be like a, because the issue when you go to the bills is he's sharing catches with Stefan Diggs, who is the clear cut right. number one in Buffalo. Um, but I you could it, have like an Eagle situation, you know, with, with Brown and Smith where they kind of, that's true. That's true. Another one's a true number one. Where I think he should go if he wants to make the playoffs and be the number one is Atlanta. I think that 
Yeah, but he, he said he doesn't want to mess with any sort of young quarterback. He's tired of that. He wants to go to a veteran. They can give him the money. And that is true. Easily that is win true. that division if uh, you gave Ritter some some stuff. But I get it why he wouldn't want to do that at this point. But uh, the timing of this was all just really weird that it was yeah. after the draft, that it was a release. Um, I don't know. He could take the approach of waiting until September and some training camp stuff. We've heard rumors that Mike Williams is out for the foreseeable future in LA. So, you know, that could open up a, a fit, um, you know, or see what Kansas city does um, as well. So, yeah, I mean, I could see him in LA cause I think he would come in and be the number one, even, even, I mean, Keenan Allen's kind of like on his the back end of his career. I, w- I would imagine with all the injuries he's, he's had. Um, I mean, he would pair up well with Justin Herbert. I mean, Tyler, I like your, your thought on the Ravens. He'd come in, be, obviously be the number one when all of their starters are coming off or all of their big signees like Odell are coming off injuries. And, of course, you have Zay Flowers that they, they drafted. Um, and it, it would just – I mean, Lamar wouldn't know what to do. He'd have so many weapons between D-Hop, Odell Beckham, Mark Andrews, and Flowers. It's like, who do I throw to at this point? I don't even have to run anymore. Um, and it would, and I bet you it would make the owners happy because then you don't really look at Lamar getting injured, uh, this season because he's not making all the plays by himself. Um, if I had to pick a team though, ego aside, I'd say the Buffalo Bills. I think it would be a scary matchup to have Stefan Diggs on one side and you got D Hop on the other. D Hop would probably be your slot guy running deep, and then Diggs would be running your slants and your crossing, things like that. Um, just because I feel like that's more their play style so we'll see uh it'll probably take a while i'm sure he wants to get paid uh big time after seeing some of these wide receiver contracts um other uh news involving the saints they're bringing in old gruden to help out install the offense with Derek carr uh which is kind of weird to me that they're bringing him in to install basically his offense what are your thoughts on that tyler I have no idea what the Saints are doing anymore. I mean, <laughs> you know, I think that the offense, uh, you know, in the offseason, they got Foster Morrow. That, that's definitely going to be a, a nice addition. We'll see what Derek Carr does uh, in his first year uh, with this offense. Another, I mean, you know, the only question is on the offense, you know, Alvin Kamara, is he going to be suspended? Probably. And then is Michael Thomas actually going to have a full season healthy? Uh, but yeah. outside of that, I think that the Saints, I mean, if they want to sell an offense, I mean, as long as it's a doable offense to win this crappy NFC South, I mean, Atlanta is probably going to be the only other team uh, with them. I don't really see Tampa Bay is more than likely going to be in a rebuilding year, especially with their offense. You know, Tom Brady's not there. Atlanta definitely has the offensive firepower. B. John Robinson, he's probably going to be in there running for, I don't even want to talk about fantasy, but man, I'm loving B. John Robinson in fantasy right now already. And then uh, he could also be a rookie of the year. Uh, I think that Desmond Ritter is definitely going to be better in year two with that system. And then Carolina with Bryce Young, you just don't know what you're going to get with that team, uh, especially DJ Moore going away now that DJ Chark is going to be their wide receiver one. Uh, so that would definitely be an interesting scenario. So the Saints are definitely built. They have the roster to win this low, uh, lowly NFC South. So speaking of Desmond Ritter, uh, y'all saw a while ago when they announced like the three quarterback Netflix documentary with uh, Patrick Mahomes and yep. who were it was uh, Marcus Mariota. Who's the third one? Um, I think it was. 
Thought, no, it's not Lamar. It was. Huh. I don't. I don't, I don't remember. remember who. The, I don't remember. I'm cute. I want to see when that comes out. How that Marcus Mariota one goes? Maybe it's like only half an episode since he walked out basically halfway through the season. Go from team uh, to team. Yeah. yeah. So I'm curious. <laughs> that was a weird group of quarterbacks. Yeah. You go from one of the best quarterbacks of all time to a guy who's been on like four teams in the span of like five years. Yeah. So. Um, and you mentioned the lowly NFC South. I mean, starting quarterback wise, you got Derek Carr. I mean, most likely Bryce Young. I don't think you take him at number one, and he doesn't start. Uh, I mean, Desmond he don't, Ritter, maybe. <laughs> yeah, bringing it. Watch out. Um, you got uh, Desmond Baker Mayfield. Yeah, Mayfield in Tampa, and Baker Mayfield. So, out of those four, who's who's your who's your top quarterback? Bryce Young by far. You think Bryce Young over Derek Carr? Carr? I know. I, I thought you were saying outside of the Saints, outside of the no, Saints, no, 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 including, young, including Derek Carr. Yeah. I, th- I mean, that's an easy answer. I think that Carr has been inconsistent at the Raiders, uh, but I just feel like the pieces that they're bringing in. You know, they're bringing in Foster Moreau. He's had chemistry with them, and then even if Kamara suspended, you got Keandre Miller, who's going to be a stud, and then you also got Jamal Williams, who's yeah, probably the best backup big, running back that you can yeah, really think of, definitely. and. He's going to bring the energy in that city uh, every week. Uh, so outside of that, I would say Bryce Young uh, in the NFC South. I think uh, Jamal Williams was probably the best matched uh, personality to the city of New Orleans. <laughs> he's going to be playing time. games with a hand grenade in his hand. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to have the. He's just wild. I mean, he's so outgoing. I, I love watching him play because he runs hard. So I think he's going to be a great uh, in terms of fantasy, great fantasy addition. Um. I heard a, a question posed on Get Up this morning. Uh, if Rodgers wins the championship this year with the New York Jets in year one, could you put him in the GOAT conversation of quarterbacks? Wade, what's your what's your thought? Um, I think he's already in the discussion, but I don't think it could move the needle to where he is the best one. I think he would have to get on a late career uh, resurgence of like winning five Super Bowls to close out his career or something. I mean, I... I just don't think he's ever even been the best in the league in his generation. And I think that's unfortunate because you got Tom Brady who kind of walked into his generation. I think that if Brady had retired at like, you know, a normal age of 35 or something, you could have seen that distinct line where, Hey, this is Rogers generation. Um, right. But instead he's kind of lumped in there with, with Brady and then, Manning ahead of him as well, Philip Rivers. So, um, you know, I think there's definitely room for a Super Bowl or two in there to to push him over that level. But no, I think that honestly, even when people think of the best Packers quarterback of all time, there's still going to be a lot of people that say Brett Favre. And, um, but, you know, I think he's had a really, really, really good career. Definitely a Hall of Famer. Um, but we are on the tail end of a really elite time of uh, quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Jets are paying them two years, 108 million. I mean, that's what $54 million a year for a quarterback who's almost 40. That's a pretty good payday. Tyler, if they win it this year, do you think Rogers retires and rides off into the sunset? Um, well, since he's under a two year contract, uh, I think that the Jets would honestly probably let him go. They would be like, all right, you want us to Super Bowl? We're all right, we're good with that. On yeah. to somebody else. Uh, I don't know. Like, they would probably be the number 32 
overall pick. I'm guessing. I guess they don't. I don't even know if they even. Well, it's have a Zach one. Wilson show at that point. You win a yeah. Super Bowl. Who well, cares? Just throw him back in. Yeah, I guess you won the Super Bowl, and, and now you tank for a better quarterback. Now, so uh, they're going to be out they're the Caleb Williams sweepstakes. They're, they're out of a first round draft pick next year anyway. So. If they win it, which is a big if, as you know, they're in Buffalo and Miami's division. Those two right. rosters are, are definitely better overall right now than Rodgers. Like getting obviously the Jets getting Rodgers is definitely good for their offense. You know, you still got Garrett Wilson there. You got Brees Hall if you can have him for a healthy season coming off of an ACL. But yeah, I think that if they win a championship, I could definitely see them be like, all right, peace. I'm going to go play golf. Maybe joins Live. Maybe joins PGA Tour. Who knows? The world's your oyster after that. Smokes his uh, what's his little plant medicine he does that makes him hallucinate and purge himself and sits in darkness retweets. Uh, I don't remember what, what it's called. His best life, he's high as a kite all the time. I mean, just just rock and roll and throw the football. Uh, you mentioned the Dolphins. Let's talk about Tua, thick Tua. I mean, thick with like three C's. I mean, the man has put on at least 20 pounds. Looks like a dolphin. Yeah, <laughs> there you, he's got some blubber now. Uh, I mean, I think this is what he had to do to, to stop getting bullied back there in the pocket. What, what are your thoughts, guys? Yeah, yeah I definitely think, up. <laughs> I think yeah. definitely think it was a need an uptick uh, for pounds because he's just been getting beaten up uh, back there. I think that Miami is definitely uh, one of those intriguing teams. I think that they're going to have one of the best defenses uh, in the NFL, the offenses as well. I mean, you got two the, I mean, you got two speed threats. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle couldn't be any better than that. Waddle so. also put on about ten pounds. He said because he doesn't mm-hmm. want to just run by people; he wants to run them over. So yeah, so I think like that the DK Metcalf. Yeah. So the big key for Miami really to to win the AFC East and make a really a run to either the Bengals or the Chiefs. That's been the two teams uh, that has been in the running for the AFC championship. Uh, I think that a healthy Tua will definitely help, especially pair them up uh, with those two weapons and then the defenses as well. I mean, the defense, uh, I think, by far could definitely move them all the way into the playoffs and into an AFC East title as well. So early thoughts, I'm really liking this Miami team making a deep run in the playoffs. Okay. Wade brought this up before the show, last NFL thing before we get into our, our college football talk. Um, so Jimmy Garoppolo did fail his physical when he originally signed with the Raiders, so that reduced his contract. And then, Wade, why don't you tell the listeners what you've noticed uh, with the numbers? Well, as you guys know, and maybe our listeners know, I'm a uniform number fanatic. I I don't know. Just a weird thing about me. I like... He is a weirdo, lady and gentlemen. <laughs> the numbers behind the player. So you like score gummies and numbers. Yeah. Yes. I follow got all those accounts on Twitter. And um, one of the accounts I followed alerts you what uh, uniform numbers been assigned to rookies or new members of the team in free agency. And the Raiders have issued every single number on the roster except for number 12, uh, which is noteworthy because Tom Brady's already been kind of connected to this team on the ownership side of things there could be rumblings that he could be one of the first player owners in a long time or maybe ever yeah (laughs) if he were to come to las vegas and suit up for the raiders also of note uh you know tom brady kind of got in the way of jimmy garoppolo in new england and kind of forced robert Kraft's hand to deal him that would be 
49ers. But what if he came and did it again? <laughs> that would be the most alpha dog move ever to go buy, you know, buy a portion of the team and then come back and say, I'm playing and Jimmy G, you're sitting as my backup. What's the guys had a it would definitely make Devontae happy. Oh, yeah. Devontae would be Devontae's pissed right now. Yeah. So uh, I don't think it's going to happen. I don't know if there's so, much to that. Hey, buddy. Hey, if you're pissed, all I got to say is your former quarterback is right here in New Orleans. You can be our wide receiver one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Come on down. Um, I I would be shocked if Tom Brady uh, came back out of retirement and to play for the Raiders, but it's an interesting little uh, tidbit that you noticed. So uh, numbers tell all. Exactly. Numbers so before. All. Before we get into our college football talk, we got to tell you it's brought to you us by SeatGeek. And of course, the video does not have any audio again. So I'll, I'll, I will read the ad read myself. So SeatGeek, live sports is great on television, but the feeling of being at the arena is a priceless experience. That's where our friends at SeatGeek are there to help you find the best tickets at the best prices. Not only can you get tickets to sporting events, but you can also get tickets to concerts, comedy shows, musicals, and more. And now you can save with the promo code BELLYUPSPORTS. Visit CTG.com and our promo code BELLYUPSPORTS, all one word, at checkout, and you save $20 off your first purchase. Geek life's an event. We have the tickets. Wade and Tyler will be using Geek to get regional tickets to the LSU game. Um, we'll email coming up. Exactly. <laughs> we'll call him Freddie Man at 425 at one. Boom, there one. you go. Uh, we'll we'll <laughs> yeah. to our friends. And see Use our own see brand. Can, see if they can hook support us up. the brand. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so, um, but the the college, you know, not a whole lot of college football news. We got about 95, 94 days till the season kicks off. Uh, but ESPN, Wade did mention this might be AI generated, which would make sense as to why, because it's so absurd. ESPN put out a top five college quarterbacks since 2000. Number one, Baker Mayfield. Number two, Cam Newton. Number three, Vince Young. Number four, Tim Tebow. Number five, Joe Burrow. Setting Joe Burrow biases aside, because I think he's the GOAT and number one in every listing, uh, I understand why he's five, because he really only had one good season. But Baker Mayfield at number one? Like, what? I mean, you got – I mean, Cam Newton, I also don't think you can put it number one, because he only did have, like, one or two good years. I think Vince Young would probably be your top guy, but – Tyler, who's your number one out of out of these five that are listed? Out of these five, uh, bias aside, like you said, I'm not going to put Joe Burr uh, number one. I'm going to go Vince Young. I know that a lot of people would probably go uh, Tim Tebow. I mean, Tebow was a dog. But Vince Young, that season alone just gives it to him by far. I know that Cam Newton had one good season. Baker Mayfield, he was a good quarterback as well. But I haven't really been a fan of Baker. He's just like a... He just reminds me of like, I know I'm just, just going to say college, uh, NFL aside, Baker Mayfield is like a great value version of Johnny Manziel. Manziel was way better than Mayfield in college. Uh, so I'm going to give it to Vince Young, uh, number one. That's pretty much the only thing I would change. But Baker Mayfield honestly wouldn't even be in my top 10. I feel like there's a way better Wait, he went, quarterback. He did win him. two Heismans. Yeah, but he never won an Addy. That's true. Maddie uh, trumps all in this list. Well, and Vince Young had three good years or two. two yeah, he had three years, good so. years in his last year. He balled out uh, and led uh, 
you, you can't forget about it. That was like one of the the greatest national championship games that That's USC. First... That USC team was absolutely stacked. They had Reggie Bush. They had insane defense. I mean, that was probably the bet by far the best college football team. And Vince Young uh, took him down, and that uh, touchdown run sealed the deal. And it was in Pasadena as well, so it was like USC uh, home, home game, game there. So Vince Young is the goat on this list. Okay, Wade, who's your number one guy out of these five? All right, so my number one guy, I think, in college football history for his career is Tim Tebow still. I got to give it to him because of the the criteria of uh, playing multiple seasons. I think you put maybe Burrow and Cam Newton and then a guy like even Kyler Murray in, in their own grouping because they had one of the best individual seasons we've ever seen. But career-wise, I, I – think a guy's got to at least started two or three seasons um, and be elite in all of them. So Tim Tebow checks that box. He was on two national championship teams. He was the starter for one of them. Uh, so I think that checks the championship box that Tyler mentioned. And then um, just kind of brought a new style to the game. I think that after that, you saw Johnny Manziel and, and Cam Newton before him um, kind of introduced this uh, running quarterback type football that we saw Tim Debow do so well. And he did it as a lefty, which was even more peculiar. So, so um, yeah, I like Tim Tebow as my overall answer. I, I like the story of Baker Mayfield um, for, you know, starting at Texas tech and then they didn't give him the scholarship after the season. He ends up at Oklahoma. I think it's a really good story, but without the championship, um, I don't think you can put him as number one overall. Yeah, I agree with you, Tim Tebow pick. That was going to be my number one. Um, you mentioned guys like Cam Newton, Joe Burrow, Kyler. I mean, you can also throw Baker in that mix. They're, they're all transfer portal guys. Um, now, I know the transfer portal wasn't as big as it was back in Tim Tebow of its young days, but I think that says something about starting at the school, having three. Uh, Tebow, what, had was he there for three years or did he play four? He started three years and was there for four years. His freshman year, they won the championship but with um, – Yeah, he had Sepp behind uh, Chris Lee. Yeah, so – They won the national championship, like, believe the year before, and they won it again. Yeah, I mean, he's there for all four years, um, wins the national championship twice, won a Heisman. I mean, like you said, kind of changed the quarterback style of play in college football. So he's my number one as well. Um, any other news college football wise guys before I kick it to TMZ? Not really. Uh, a very misleading Arkansas football post that made me like go down a rabbit hole because it was oh, here you go again. <laughs> so poorly written. It said, uh, SEC screws over Arkansas by blacking by doing Florida blackout game. And they hadn't played Arkansas and Florida hadn't played since like 2015 or something. And I was like, why in the world are they blacking out an SEC football game in November? And then I get to the very last sentence of the article, and it was talked about how Florida's going to wear all black uniforms against oh Arkansas. Gosh. And the guy didn't like it because Arkansas hasn't played at Florida in like 15 years, and he wants to see the true aesthetic of the Florida blue uniforms and the Arkansas red helmets. So What? Um <laughs> Yeah. What? <laughs> that shows you how slow college football news is right now. That the guys yeah, they're like article. blocking out games, but he was like, "No, it's not the true." It said SEC denies Arkansas of true 
Florida experience with blackout. I don't think the SEC the made that call. I think that's more on, on <laughs> yeah, Florida. Florida makes all the calls of what kind of games they want to do. Is it stripe out, orange out, blue out, whatever they want to do. But yeah, the university makes that call. And they're yeah, doing that's... it for Veterans Day, but they're on the road for Veterans Day and uh, playing us actually at LSU. So they had to bump it up a week against Arkansas, I guess. But his argument was they could do that against anybody. They could wear them against Charleston Southern, whoever they're playing. Oh, Not <laughs> that That's the stupidest article I think I've ever heard. Um, <laughs> but he got the views. He got the clicks. That's what so happens yeah. when you're 90 Click plus play. days away. That's what the news you get. Yeah. We're in the right. dog days of the summer. Exactly, exactly. So let me get to our Team Z Sports segment. This week's brought to you by our friends over at Myler Bros Golf. We all want to look good on the golf course, but it often comes at the expense of feeling good, which Wade and I are about to go to the golf course. I wish it was together, but it'll be separate since we live in separate states. <laughs> Virtually. Myler um, Bros Golf has polos that look good and feel good. With their lightweight and stretch material that hugs your body, you'll feel cool while looking just as cool. Their polos are guaranteed to make you look better, but it's up to you to golf better. On a hot summer day on the golf course, there's no polo that you would rather wear than Baller Bros Golf Signature Polos. Baller Bros Golf has a large catalog of polos with designs for those who want a loud design and other for those who want a subtle, sleek-looking design. They also have fun t-shirts, hats, tumblers, and so much more to make your golfing experience better. Use code BELLYUP, B-E-L-L-Y-U-P, one word, at Bros M-A-H-L-E-R-B-R-O-S.com. For 15% off. Once again, that's bellyup and mollybros.com for 50% off. We appreciate you sponsoring our TMZ sports segment of the week. This week, I've got, we mentioned them, Aaron Rodgers hanging out in New York MetLife Stadium, jamming to some Taylor Swift, practicing his touchdown dances, if you can call it that. Um, I hope to see him this excited when he's playing there for the Jets, but we'll see how the season unfolds. I don't know if y'all saw the video. He needs to work on his dance moves. He was probably high on his ashwagandha. Whatever. Maybe he's just practicing some touchdown celebrations, you know. If he hears some T Swift and he, he needs the to stadium. stick to the to the discount double check celebration. That's what he does best. <laughs> I was so. having an internal competition between Rogers' dance moves and the dance moves I was seeing on Facetime from uh, Cassie Harmon because she was at the same concert and Facetiming Elise and uh, eh, Rogers. I'll give it to Rogers for the. Uh, <laughs> Camera quality. <laughs> well, I basically was at that concert. I was scrolling through TikTok, and every other live video that popped up was someone at the Taylor Swift concert. So I just sat and watched yeah. it for a little while. I could hear Taylor singing. You just had to ignore the uh, the people holding the phone screaming at the top of the lungs. So. Yeah, that's what I was hearing in my living room. We'll see how uh, it is when Elise goes to Taylor Swift here in a, about a month. So. Maybe she can learn some uh, dance moves from uh, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Exactly, from Aaron Rodgers. So. But uh, that's all I got. Uh, you know, the three of us signing off once again. Jacob, if you're out there, we miss you. You can come back anytime. Uh, anything else, guys, before we call it a Memorial Day show? Mm-hmm. Just uh, excited for some college baseball. Get the postseason yep. start. Road on again. Yep, yep. Let's see. Let's see if our if our boys over there at LSU can pull it off. But uh with that, with that wraps up another week. We got episode 60 coming up next week. 60 weeks with you two. That's, uh, it's been a while. So, all right. We appreciate everybody listening. Of course, you can find us on YouTube at Sports Scramble Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter at Sports Scramble 4. Uh, if you enjoyed the episode and you made it this far, give us a review on Apple. We appreciate everything you've seen. Tyler's been killing the YouTube shorts game over there. So, show him some love. That's uh, social media. Genius. That's exactly. something brewing coming this week. 
Thursday. Yes, yeah, special special announcement Thursday. We're gonna we'll, we're gonna I'll preview it here for you. It's really special. It'll make your hair stand up on the back of your neck. Uh, but that's all I'll say about it. So with that, we appreciate everybody listening. We hope you have a wonderful week.